No Limit Texas Hold'em is the Cadillac of poker. You don't happen to have 8,000 bucks on you. Oh, no, no, we don't use money in heaven. Comes in pretty handy down here, Bob. Oh, you just want a million? You're making a run at it, aren't you? Rolling up a stake and going to Vegas. Welcome to episode number four of When the Chips Are Down podcast. From living in a van playing low-stakes cash to battling in Bobby's room in the Bellagio, I am Andrew by King19 Keeper. You definitely like call off H Jack when you should be folding queens. Joined by my co-host and WPG champion Joe Tihan. Sometimes you just don't win. And also welcome to the podcast, Willie. Start props from Willie. Hurry here first. Whether you've been at the tables for years or just now dipping your toe into the most complex game on the planet, this podcast should have something for you. But poker player hasn't watched rounders and Mike McDermott jet off to Vegas and think, man, I wish I could do that. Well, this podcast is about a guy that did, a guy that is doing, and a guy that wants to do that, so hopefully it'll provide a lot of perspective into what all being a professional poker player is and what that looks like in today's day and age. Welcome to Joe's Den. (laughs) (laughs) First uh, in-person podcast for all of us. Yeah, this is our first (laughs) in-person, and Willie's first time. My first podcast. Thank you, thank you. Super excited. Exactly. Long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> Long time first time. So our second episode of the week is is going to combine poker, some NHL, other sports betting, and then just also like a Vegas segment, just talking about other stuff that's going on either in Vegas or the poker world in general that other people are talking about. So we'll kick it off called Bobby's Room Beats. You want in a real game, I'll hook you up. High stakes, exclusive clientele. With uh, Joe pretty much talking about the game in Bobby's room and how things are going, how, any interesting hands that he's played, uh, things like that uh, could be interesting to, to a lot of people since uh, nobody really, pl- not a lot of people play in Bobby's room. So, uh, Joe, how's uh, how are things in the high stakes? Um, in the high stakes world. Well, I took a, a, about a week and a half off, uh, much needed. Uh, you know, they, they grind, the grind gets tough, but yeah, I was, uh, I spent a weekend out in Santa Barbara and then they, uh, took some time and went up to Tahoe, did some skiing, but yeah, the, in terms of poker, I don't have hands from like, uh, the full week. So I was thinking, you know, I can go over stuff with you guys. Uh, we can go over like hand histories, but overall, since the new year, it's been, it's been pretty profitable. The new year, you know, I'm off to a very good start. Yeah. So it's always a good start to the year then. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I, I think, uh, Willie, you, you said you mentioned you had a interesting hand. Yeah. I, there's this one that I played in my last, uh, two, five session at the Venetian. I've been kind of thinking about it. It's, it's kind of standard when you think about it, but there's just a river decision that kind of stuck out to me. Two, five, 1200 cap. Uh, middle position fish just limps and it folds to the small blind who's kind of like an old man coffee type he makes it 15 uh kind of weird sizing normally you want to get bigger there but um right. he, he plays just super super straightforward i play mm-hmm. with him a couple different times sure and uh i'm in the big blind with uh 10 jack of hearts so sometimes i wouldn't mind just kind of squeezing this up against more active players but I think because he's an OMC, he's kind of at a cap range in a way where he he doesn't play too many hands, and he'll just end up calling a lot. And I do want to keep the the fish limper in the pot as well, so I just elect to call. Sure. So, uh, 
Yeah, I don't mind a min click there. If I were ever gonna re-raise, okay. I'm not trying to like make it do anything crazy because right. you're not gonna blow the old man off, and he's probably right. got a better hand. Like than a lot of times out of the blinds, I'll squeeze big if it goes like raise, call, call, and I'll just make it like 120 or something. If I'm just trying to take it down pre, sure. But in this spot, I just, I just like seeing the flop. So we go three ways to the flop, 15 apiece, and the flop is king nine seven uh, nine of hearts. So I have three just straight flush and double gutter. Right. Pretty good flop. Yeah, decent for me. Mm -hmm. And uh, Old Man leads for 15 again. And this is a spot where sometimes I could be raising, but uh, I also just elect to call here, try to keep the fish in behind who's going to be calling with pretty much any pair or any sort of draw. Mm -hmm. uh, he does call, then we go three ways to the turn, which is a six of hearts. Okay. So I get the, the backdoor flush draw. OMC bets for... It's either 25 or 30. Really? So I, I'm pretty sure he just has like King Queen, King Jack. Sure. Maybe yeah. even like Ace King. Yeah. Like his two pairs, I feel like he would size up a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Two pairs and sets. So again, I feel like I could I could raise here and just try to take it off him or just call, let the guy behind me call and just try to take fully face value. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I elect to call. Um, the fish calls as well. And then River is uh, a 10. So I make second pair, which I don't think is ever. You never good. have showed it. Yeah, You're never winning in showdown. So this is a spot I think a lot of two five players actually kind of mess up. Uh, the OMC leads for fifty five. It just screams like king queen king jack all day something like that. And um, a lot of guys will just either play oh call maybe I maybe he has like eight yeah, nine or something. Maybe one million. Well, yeah, yeah, I'm getting like six or one or something. It's like yeah, it's like no, like your ten's never good here. Yeah. And yeah, the like guy behind shown like no strength at all either, where he just has like a weak pair. Maybe like he somehow backed into two pair, and this could be a, a weird situation. Mm -hmm. But I elect to just to pop it up to two thirty. You think that's good sizing? Like he made fifty five to two thirty. So as you're telling me the hand, I just yeah. think fold the river. You think like, fold the river? Okay. Believe me, I love river bluffs. Yeah. I like I like picking a good spots and whatever. So there's a couple things. The guy behind us can easily have, what is it, eight makes the one card straight? Right. So it's six, seven, nine, ten, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So the eight makes the one card straight. The guy behind us can easily have that. For sure. Um, so that, you know, maybe maybe 20% of the time, like, we, we raise and we're just getting called there. Um, like, heads up, it seems like a no-brainer raise. Also, I don't know if the old man's hand is screaming king queen like you think when i think of like an old guy who played who would take that line and something like that for him to bet 55 on the river that just doesn't make sense like yeah maybe maybe he could just be making a blocker bet in terms of sizing fine i, I think 230 is fine okay but I, I just don't i don't think that's like an ideal spot to to pick to bluff okay you know, if you were to raise the turn, I, I don't mind calling. I don't mind calling. I don't mind the way you played it at all. Mm -hmm. I, I just, just didn't see any other way. I, I, I hate folding. I don't think there's no way I can win the hand by calling. Sure, sure. But, you know, that's what, like, a lot of the announcers say on TV. It's like, well, he can't win this hand by checking. Well, sometimes you just don't win. Right. Sometimes yeah, you yeah, just don't win. We got money saved, money earned, <laughs> yeah. whatever, but... Don't yeah. you just don't have the yeah. best hand, and it's like, I don't want to lose that anymore. Right, right? it's an online background. I don't come played 20 hands an hour and not make big river decisions. I mean, come on. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, We're in the streets. Right. Yeah, I'm just, I, I, I guess I can't really exactly say why I don't like it. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't feel like the greatest spot. 
thinking back, should I make a play on the turn then? Pop up the turn? And sure, sure. Yeah, you can. Because I turn a lot of equity. Um, the thing is, he's betting into three players. He could have, like, king high hearts. Right. Really, you know, king really queen hearts. Yeah, it's like, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm going to bet and I'm still going to call a raise type thing. Uh, I don't think we're getting him off it on the turn. Like, you know, you could raise the turn and then, and then if I were to raise the turn and the river comes... Then I would go pretty big. Make, okay. You know, if if you were heads up, sure. Yeah. Like let's say you raise. Yeah. And now he calls. It looks like we get heads up there, yeah. And now that river comes, like that's just bombs away. I okay. think you know. But as played, I think. Like each street felt like there was a time I could have raised, and I choose to to wait. Yeah, you, we we took a pass uh, yeah. route, which is fine. There, you know, just let's see if we make the nuts. I mean, that's right. a really good draw. Like, <laughs> and we didn't, and I just think. For him to still be leading on the river, I think I would just give up. Okay. Like, he could even have, like, a king nine suit or king eight suited. That's the thing is, I don't think he raises king yeah, nine. Yeah, not even up. king eight suited. And, like, yeah. king ten, I get, like, is the absolute borderline. And then I have a ten, so he can't have king ten of hearts. Yeah, pro- yeah probably only, like... So yeah, I really just say he, he maybe just maybe has... It might, might only be the suited... So yeah. Maybe three combos. Just, just ace-king. Yeah. Yeah, just the one pair, like... Right. Okay. That's fair. That's I think fair. it's pretty capped. Yeah, yeah. That's, why, that's why I think I can just get him to fold a, a pair of kings and just hope the guy behind me didn't somehow get lucky. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah I don't love it, but I, I mean, I'm not going to blame you for, you know, taking a shot there. Okay. What was the spoiler? Uh, so, middle position folds pretty quickly. The old man kind of, you know, he holds up both his cards and kind of turns them back and forth and kind of sighs. And after 20 seconds, he's like, well, let's say, I, I guess I let you get there. And he just kind of mucks. He's like, yeah, I got there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was it. <laughs> Oh, dang. Well done. Resource-oriented, great play. (laughs) I got an interesting one from a long time ago. Yeah, go for it. So um, uh, this was at the Aria, and this is actually a 1-3 hand. I was going to a Knights game and had like an hour and a half to kill before puck drop. Okay. Sure, I'll just go try to get in a game. So 1-3, probably 300 effective. Under the gun limps, folds to the button. He tosses in the limp. And quickly grabs his chip. Uh, no, he actually, sorry, he tosses in his cards and says, Oh, I'll let you guys chop because I'm in the small blind. I was like, No, 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 under the gun limped. And he looks at the dealer. His cards are still like right on the line and asks if he can play the hand. And the dealer's like, Sure, fine. He comes in for his limp as well. I look down at red aces in the small blind. So I'm like, Oh, this is great. Like two limpers, and this guy is, sure. think I'm going to angle him pretty much. So I pump it up to like uh, 25 probably. Yeah. And uh, just the button calls. The guy who (laughs) folded one of his cards. So anyways, the flop is Jack, eight, seven, uh, two spades. And I have red aces. And I lead out for 30, and he kind of quickly calls. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, No, we must be 500 affected. I'm sorry, I said 300 affected, but we we must have had uh, chipped up a little bit. Um, Turn is an offsuit six. Jack... Eight seven six. Um, I lead for. I want to say like seventy five, kind of smaller sizing, but I want to keep a lot of hands in still. Sure. If I go bigger, he might even just fold like jack ten or something. But uh, he min clicks it to one fifty, mm. and immediately like alarm bells are going off. Like this is a hand he limped. Yeah. He he yeah. probably just smashes all the two pairs and stuff here. Yeah, uh, for sure. And that's um, what I was thinking initially. When it's like, does he ever do this with the draw? 
Okay. Maybe, but I mean, I, I've been playing at Doesn't this table for a short amount of time. I'm having a few cocktails, just waiting for the Knights game, whatever. I just put in the call. Uh, the river just a brick. It's probably like an offsuit, like two or three. So the, the spade draw misses. Some of the straight draws obviously brick out. Uh, I check, and he ships it for probably like three, 350. Whoa. And it's super weird. Obviously, it's kind of like polarizing. Either has a missed draw, which I don't even know if he would play a draw the way he did on the turn. Yeah. And in my head, I just keep going back to the, the preflop actions. Like, wh- like what right. is he yeah. openly, like, like people are weird and want three, they're like, they're polite on the button. Like, oh, you guys want to chop? Well, I'll just bolt so you guys can chop. So he's not doing that with jacks or like king jack. He would raise up like king jack, ace jack and stuff like that, right? So I'm just like really, just really confused by this. But also, I guess something I forgot to mention when I raised preflop because he limped, he's like, "Oh, you're you're just being an asshole," sort of thing. Because he's like, "Oh, you know, you know, my hand is capped or whatever because yeah. I wanted to fold, and I was just gonna be nice and let you guys chop." And he's just like, kind of like mean mugging me through the whole hand and just like because you decided to raise, yeah, because I raised and it made it look like I was just trying to steal oh, well, three bucks or whatever. At that point, you gotta pay it. Exactly. At so that point, you gotta pay. It. I do pay it. And yeah. He has jack six for. Two pair. Yeah, so... so It's just such a weird dynamic where because I thought he was kind of like tilted at me in a weird way where I feel like players at 1-3 get kind of emotional and kind of do things irrationally. Yeah, yeah, like here's... Where he's just like, F you, I put you on ace-king, I'm just going to try to block this one. Here's a general rule of thumb that I kind of like in, in like, especially in the softer games or like easier lower limit games. And I think this is, if you live by this in general, it'll be very good and profitable for you is like just top pair type hands over pair type hands. Mm-hmm. You want to play them fast in early streets, right? right. You want to play them aggressively pre-flop, obviously, right? That's why we raise over pairs, whatever. You want to play them and you continue to fire until you see resistance, mm-hmm. right? Like, and that's just a default, def- like a good default way of playing most overpairs. Sure. Like, yeah. I'm not saying that's always right. I'm not saying you should never check call and blah, yeah. blah, blah. But like a really good default way, bat, 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 until you get, until you get resistance, right. until you get raised. And uh-huh. See, and then fold. In my head, I'm thinking, fold. Like, in my head, I'm thinking in the turn if he has like eight, nine spades. Like I, like I would make a bluff like this somehow. Like I would try to go for a weird turn raise. But these guys at one three just play so straightforward. I got a friend who like his his saying is like if you make big folds playing low limit games, you'll be a huge crusher. Yeah, yeah. You don't make money by right. uh, picking yeah. up exactly. Yeah, yeah. But right. that's at all. That's at most levels. Like two five against a good reg, I, I snap that off all day. But this, I actually tank for like two minutes. Like I, I, I want to fold this so bad, but like, sure, sure, yeah. give the guy his three hundred bucks and let me see the hand. Yeah, I think I think on the turn I would just fold. Like I would just even on the turn getting yeah, such a great price. I bet I bet until I get raised. Getting five to one, I, like board pairs. I mean, you know, if I know he has jack six, I I probably sure. take one off. You know, but like. I guess you're dead against a lot of things. I, there's some yeah. things I'm dead against, or have two outs, or whatever. But like, yeah, you can turn the low straight. You can head nine ten or whatever. I just bet until I get raised, and I think that's a really good default way of playing. Yeah. So I think in hindsight, had there been no awkward pre flop action and him like mean mugging me the whole time, I would just made the fold. So sure, maybe I justified a call just for stupidity or whatever. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's a good reason to justify. Well played, though. buddy. Well played. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah nice limp. You got me. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. I like yeah. it. I do have one high stakes hand history that uh, I obviously I didn't play, but it's probably a, an interesting hand for the pod. There is a 51 game, 100 game going on at Poker House the other week, and the the dealer uh, relayed this story to the to the table. Uh, the straddle is on for 200, and then folds around to the button who makes it 400. Then goes to the straddle who three bets to 900, and the button calls. They go heads up to flop. Uh, flops 992 rainbow. And the three better leads out for fifteen hundred. The button makes it five k, and then the straddle makes it pretty quickly. Ships all in for nineteen thousand, and button snap calls, and uh, nothing too crazy about that. Uh, other than this part where the the button then says, "Oh, dealer, I need another card." <laughs> <laughs> Raises three, calls a three, but in position with a nine. (laughs) And then just one guard. (laughs) Well, it's actually like pretty well played. I mean, if you're going to open, you don't know you have a 500, but you're always defending to a three band of nine. You're always getting the right. Yeah, so (laughs) at that point, like, yeah, well done. <laughs> yeah, the holds against aces and you know. oh, he had aces. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's even worse. Yeah. Tell, tell the dealer save the card. I'll take three next hand. Yeah, there, there's times, and you'll see this a lot at like you know a two three or one twos and two fives or whatever. But it's like where the guy doesn't raise at all, you know. But you get the one time. That you open, like, let's say you're playing 2-5, you open a 15, and now the big blind makes it, like, 40 or 35, and you're just like, oh, my gosh. It's like, this is great. Like, <laughs> all right, all right, this is the time when it beat aces and win the yes. 800. Yeah, like, clearly you know, seen it, yeah. But, you know, they don't charge you a ton, uh-huh. but they're giving you, you know, they're telling you exactly what yeah, they have. Exactly. Yeah, so... Those are nice. Those are nice spots when you when you flop good or you get there and you know go for the go for the max. Always go for the max when you do Always. get there. Always. Pretty pretty sick. Um, so and speaking of of sick, we'll we'll move on to sick mitts. NHL hockey and. How things are going so the, the all-star break just just wrapped up and we're we're back into the into the second half of the season now uh boston is just running away with with it uh just having a, a season for the record books but there's obviously still a lot of really good teams with carolina edmonton colorado tampa and uh, like half the teams in the NHL make the playoffs, so you had to say Tampa personal. Oh, yeah. Your personal. I mean, Tampa's really good. Are we not going to talk about your love for Tampa? Are we not going to talk about the back-to-back champs? <laughs> Steve, I don't know how secretive it is, but it's ride or die team is Tampa for sure. 
beat Colorado five nothing last night. Yeah, that was, was a good game. That was that was a good game. And there's a couple of fights in that game, which is uh, also rare. Yeah, nowadays. Yeah. yeah. Um. So when you see a team like the Bruins who are just crushing, mm-hmm. uh, like what's their record? They are. They're like they've only had like seven or eight losses yeah, all season. Right? They're like thirty-five and seven or so. Like, like that. yeah. What do you? I mean, hockey's such a high variance sport. What would you like say? Do you really think that they're that much of a favorite over other teams? Or you know, when it gets down to the nitty gritty? Sure. Yeah. This and this is this is, becomes an issue in the playoffs. Like I said, like I was saying, because because so, so many teams are guaranteed to make the playoffs. Like mm-hmm. the Bruins are guaranteed to make the playoffs, or just all uh, Tampa's going to make the playoffs. Uh, Colorado is going to make the playoffs. Carolina is going to make the playoffs, and and sometimes depending on depending on your on the seeding for the matchups, it could matter a lot or it could not matter like very much at all. And so, like Tampa is one of the teams that's known for just like taking stretches off, and they're like, yeah, we're not gonna you know we're not gonna kill ourselves, we're not gonna uh, go all out like we're we we like we're pretty much gonna be the three or four seed, and that doesn't really matter either way. So mm-hmm. we're just gonna play and guys will have you know maintenance days and we'll give uh vasileski some more you know some more rest and uh we'll get in the playoffs and we'll be fine and sure. uh, something left to play for yeah there's there's there there definitely becomes that issue as you get closer to the postseason of uh yeah like like there's no real incentive to win games because we're going to be the number one or number two seed and and uh and have like a pretty favorable matchup so it it, it does as you get more down to it and and wild cards uh start becoming more defined um then matchups can become pretty important like if if you have it like say if it's if it if if you have a chance of like facing either carolina or florida like you'd much rather face florida but then there's also uh stuff like it doesn't matter like even if even if even if boston like doesn't play their top 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 line and just gives them uh like the day off like they're still gonna beat anaheim four to nothing that's what i'm saying in like in football or in basketball let's say yeah the number one seed is almost never gonna lose to the eight seed in a best of right you know best of five or best of whatever they do years ago like you just knew like when lebron was on the Cavs, you just knew it was gonna be warriors Cavs before the playoffs even started yeah and in hockey you just never get that and i feel like in yeah no and there's there's been multiple teams of coming back down 3-0 in seven game series in hockey sure it's like the doesn't happen to other sports. Yeah, that's why. Right. I mean, I guess that's why the you know you handicapping. It's like it's like sure, okay, this team's hot, but like, how does this really? How does it make that much of a difference, right? And yeah, uh, and I know you. I know you like to look at like you know their their previous ten games or whatever, and the, mm-hmm. and the way they're trending and the way they've been playing lately, right? Um, and I guess that does matter more than. More than I considered, or sure. more than I but, think it does. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I mean, the, especially in the playoffs where you're, uh, where you, you have, you always have time off. You never have back to back, so you always have time off between games, uh, which is really so. If you have a top goalie, um, then they can play the entire series. 
if they're healthy and a goalie can just stand on his head and, and win and win the series. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like Darcy Kimbrough for the, for the avalanche. Like he's not a, he's, he's a good goalie. He's not a, he's not a top five goalie, sure. but he, he, uh, but he played well enough to win it. And I mean, you've seen this before and other, other teams, like a guy like, uh, Ilya Sorokin. Sorokin is one of the best out there and he can, you know, his team's not that great, but he can shut out any team in the league. Yeah. On, he'll get on, the one goal night. Yeah. Do well. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it, yeah, you can get you can get that as far as like goaltending goes. Uh, sometimes a goalie just stands on his head, and it doesn't matter how many shots you fire at him; he's just on. Sure. Mm-hmm. I'd actually be curious if you want to like speak into your process a little bit because I've been betting sports semi professionally for a while now, and each sport I find an edge kind of in a different way. Yeah. Depending on the sport and uh, hockey, I, I definitely don't cap myself. I get information from people a lot smarter than me, such as you. Uh-huh. Big shout out to you. You're having a great year. <laughs> Thanks for all the money you're making me. But uh, I just want to know, like, what, like, I don't understand hockey nearly as much sure. as any other sport. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, so there, there's just, just like, I'm sure just like there is for any sport, but uh, there's, there's just so, there's so, so, so much uh, metrics and analytics that go into right. hockey for like, like Corsi and Fenwick and high gender chances and, uh, expected goals for and against, and everything is tracked like for like time on the ice, penalty time on the ice, and five versus four, and power plays, and mm-hmm. empty nets, and like all the all this stuff is. So, so something I, I look at is it's kind of like a cumulative effort for like everything. Um, so first, first of all, for just for like basic hockey stuff, like it's a money line sport, uh, just like baseball is a money right. line sport. Uh, like the the spread is. Almost always a sucker bet. Not always, but mostly always. Plus one and a half is always a sucker bet. Like <laughs> you should never bet, ever, ever bet plus one and a half at regular season. Really? It's yeah. it's terrible. Okay, yeah. just because they juice the hell out of it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And and so if you're betting on plus one and a half, you're betting on the underdog. And uh, and so if you think they hang around, they and they don't get the and they they might have a chance uh to get it to overtime or something. Then you should just bet money line, and you get a way you get like plus one hundred more. Sure, like yeah, yeah. On the, yeah. Then you don't have to <laughs> the one fade the, the empty net goal sweat. That's which is the worst. Which is high. high. It's and most of the time it doesn't happen. It's like most teams are like average like thirty five percent on an empty net. What you were asking, Andrew, he he did kind of show me this a little bit. Okay, and there are some some things that I was surprised about because when I when I first looked at it, I'm like I'm like how is this just not like shots? Okay, this team shot this many times. Shot, this shots, team's yeah, shot, it's like. Right. I'm like, isn't that like the only factor? He's like that. I, he said he doesn't even look at shots on goal. Okay. Just like regular shots on goal, it's like a, a small factor. He said he looks at like high danger chances. How many like aggressive, you know, aggressive like times where they just like push the puck down yeah, the ice the, or towards the, the net or yeah, anything so, so, like yeah, all that's so, quantified. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah. Zone, zone entry is, is key. And then like, like penal- penalties play a, f- a factor because there's about like a little over average, like 3.3 a game is like the league average. Uh, so they play a factor in power plays and penalty kills um, are a part of the game, but there's, but there's also high higher variance with those, and some teams are really good at power plays, and teams are really bad at penalty kills. Like a team like the Kraken comes to mind. That they are uh, fantastic on offensively, and they're pretty decent defensively. They are 31st in the league on the penalty kill. They're just terrible. They just for mm, whatever okay. reason they just suck. <laughs> yeah. So hydrogen chances is, is a predicted metric that you can look at. 
Um, expected goals for and against is 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 also pretty big. And you can look at um, five on five for the last ten games, and then and then overall, just overall counting counts both. Mm-hmm. You know, every the entire game counting both when you're on the penalty kill and and on the power play. But the majority of the game is played on five on five. So right. that's where most of like my metrics and and everything is where I'm gonna look look at for how a team is actually playing is okay. actual five on five. And then you look at actual goals and against uh, uh, versus expected goals for and against. Mm-hmm. And sometimes those numbers are way off. And there's, I mean, in, when there's a thousand games in the NHL, like there's going to be stretches of teams running way above and way below of EV. Course. And but the public's never going to realize that, right? And, they just know, oh, this team has a winning record. Yeah, this team's oh, yeah, yeah, this team's nine and one in the last ga- games. But they could be easily like they could have like and the and their their goals for and against it could be like. 25-4 and 15 against, but their expected goals for it could be opposite of that. Yeah. It's just running hot and just yeah. like Makes all sense. their shots are going in. They're yeah. shooting, you know, they're shooting like 30%. Like, <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, so you, you, and, and so, uh, and that's, that's, that's why I handicap like overnight lines and like try and get, uh, when the lines come out the earliest, cause it is, and we've talked about this before, uh, of, of just how sharp, the market moves and mm-hmm. how it can move like 80 cents or a hundred or, or even a whole dollar sometimes, uh, which is, it's never going to happen in, in like hardly any other sport is, is right. uh, where like an NFL like might move 10 or 20 cents and maybe, maybe a few points off of a total or something, mm-hmm. but hard, you know, it's, it's pretty hard to push through key numbers and like, uh, like NBA, what maybe like, Maybe like two or three is a yeah, like really like two two points is a pretty big move. Yeah, I mean injury news can obviously move it like up to sure. five points if like a really key player's out. But that, I mean that's a given. Like if LeBron rests, then obviously it's right. No <laughs> Something you said there. Do you do much live betting? Uh, I I do uh, specifically in Vegas because just because I I'm not yeah, gonna, more books yeah, yeah 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 more books and there's yeah and there's, there's just some 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 of the lines here you're able to to get uh, that are just pretty soft and not not available in other spots of the country but yeah live betting will always have value because basically what how live betting works is game doesn't matter what sport you're in whether nhl or anything else um the, the game is so fast and there's a million games going on right all at once and uh people want to bet on them and so the sports book is like yeah we we can't hire a guy to watch exactly. a thousand games and to and to put in these these lines live like we're just going to run an algorithm mm-hmm. uh which is based and we'll give it our pre-game lines mm-hmm. and okay these should be sharp because this yeah. is our full-time job is to make these sharp lines feed it our pre-game lines and 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 have it figure out okay like, like give it give, give, yeah give, yeah give, yeah give yeah all right given this information this mm-hmm. is how i should expect the game to play out and so this should be a fairly uh correct line there's so many variables in live betting and and as the game is going on and uh, you know um the algorithm is can't account for injuries yeah that they can't account for just a team just just going on a run like just mm-hmm. just like momentum shifts yeah like, that you that you can clearly see are happening like like yeah, bas- ba- basketball and football are like uh, yeah like I do a good. lot of basketball yeah. and football live betting, but I've never done much uh, hockey live betting. But the thing you mentioned about like the Kraken being 31st in the power play. So like if a team goes on a power play, they're obviously going to move the live line like 20, 30 cents. Right. Yeah, but saying minutes. the Kraken is 31st in the league, should they be moving at 50 or 60 cents? 
Yeah, especially but, against. But do they? Um, no, it's 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 kind of like a standard standard move for right. this, and and especially if they're playing someone like the Oilers, who are like number mm-hmm. two in the league on the power play, because right. yeah, McDavid and Dreisaitl. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, the, it sh- yeah, it should be a much higher move uh, for for that, and and it's and it's just it hardly, it hardly ever is. Like with NBA betting, I look at like plus minuses for bench players. Mm-hmm. So where if a team goes on a run, that the line just kind of moves. Like if a team goes up by eight, you'll get like a plus seven or something like that. Yeah. But if the bench players come in, the line doesn't move at all. But if the other team keeps their starters in, it, I mean, you think it would need to move a few more points because the starters are playing against the bench. But really, they're just looking at the score and how much time's left in the game. Exactly. So if you know, oh, the the starters are playing against the bench, they're gonna get another four to six point lead before a substitution's made. Yeah. And the book just doesn't do that. Yeah. And I then, just I just don't see how this is like super beatable at fifteen cents though. I I mean, you know, at minus one fifteen on sure. both sides. It's hard. It just seems so. It's less profitable than yeah, obviously beating one ten lines, but. Yeah, but uh, yeah, and 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 you then um, um, and then the other factor in live betting is sometimes the line is just off. Like sometimes they're just off on a favorite. Sometimes they're just off on a total, and and they can be especially like in a sport like college football where you have like eighteen, nineteen year old kids, and mm-hmm. there's high variance in that. You just watch. You're like this team yeah. is way just way better. And, yeah. and till, you know the total total could be like seventy two, and then and then you watch the first quarter, and it's like oh yeah no this is gonna be like maybe like a hundred. <laughs> yeah. But the computer is still basing that the seventy two was initially a good number, mm-hmm. and it's gonna be just very, it's very slow. It's very slow to adjust it up to, to up or down to what it should be. If it's if it's off like if it's off by like a significant margin, it's very slow to adjust it. And so you can still see. So, so there's a lot of value in embedding it because the computer is still thinking like, oh no, I I thought this was a good line, so I'm okay. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna jump it by two touchdowns right away to move it where even though it should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also books will like take a pregame position and force it on their in-play lines. So, I mean, everybody loves about the Warriors, right? So if they have too much money on the Warriors, they're going to make them overpriced in all their in-play betting. So if you have access to live betting on a small book who isn't good at like reducing their liabilities, they're always going to be priced like two or three points higher than a book that has like no concerns about live betting. Uh, just like scalp them or just know that if like bet online is a huge us sports book if they're hanging minus four and this site has minus six you know they're just over liable to the warriors so you just take the dog at plus six uh yeah so you can find edges that way too yeah yeah no that's a really good point uh we kind of combined uh hockey and regular sports into the one but that's <laughs> that's fine the vegas baby vegas vegas baby vegas any big news in Vegas or uh, or in the poker world? And obviously, the even though it's not in the the Super Bowl is in Vegas. Uh, Vegas plays a big part, and it's Super Bowl weekend in Vegas is uh, is pretty big. So most low and mid stakes games anyway. Super Bowl weekend is like a top five weekend of the whole year to play, just because Vegas is flooded with a bunch of people. Oh, to play cards. Or yeah, 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 yeah. I've actually is never. It, is that the same for for high stakes as well? I don't know. I'm, I'm about to go find out. <laughs> the more you fuck around, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll have a report on the, the next episode, I guess. But I've never been in Vegas. I've been in Vegas for the Super Bowl, but I never played poker during Super Bowl weekend. Oh, really? Yeah. I've yeah, always just I've always just gone to like Super Bowl parties and hung out with friends, sort of thing, and just like a weekend off for me a lot of times. Yeah. It'll be crazy. That yeah, if you play uh, today and tomorrow, yeah, it'll be Friday. Games, I'm sure it's gonna be crazy everywhere. all night. Everybody's yeah. in town. 
yeah. get loose. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and there's also the circuit is at uh, here or Horseshoe uh, right now. That's right. I, 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 didn't, I didn't even realize that it was going on, but yeah, there's a circuit stop on here on top. Oh, what's their main event? <laughs> Uh, seventeen hundred on the on the twenty second, I believe. Oh, sweet! It's pretty good. Stupid free roll they were running, and got tilted by all the nitty players over there. Oh yeah, I saw that. I saw that they were running it. Yeah, they they suspended that for the for the Super right. Bowl. Yeah, they they just run it up yeah. to the um, thing. Seventeen hours, and then you get a chance. To yeah, you get play, into, play yeah, you play the free roll. Yeah. yeah, that'd be pretty. Yeah, it's just there was no value in the seventeen hours of the right. cast. <laughs> just so so bad. I was playing. Uh, a two three game because the three five wouldn't start, so that was already tilting me in itself. And I'm at a table with no joke, four guys playing fifty and L on their laptop at the same time. We're playing two three. It's just so bad for the game. They're just like massive nits. Yeah, and it's just it, like, it's to, like they got their headphones in, they got their mouse, and it's just like I, I came down to the strip to be social. If I wanted to grind online, I would have just stayed so, home in my yeah. office and played online. Sitting, sitting there with their diamond card and their hundred dollars. Right, and this, it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> like this guy doesn't play hand for two hours. He like makes a small three bet, and everybody folds. He's like, "Why, why do I never get any action?" It's like, "Well, we know you have aces. This is the first hand you played all fucking day." And like you're just so bad for the game, and it's like I don't get all the free roll grinders who think, oh, there's so much value in playing these free rolls. Oh, they're paying me fifteen dollars an hour to be here, but you're probably losing money in the game because of the extra rake. Nobody's giving you action, and you're just freaking trying to pick up blinds. It's, it's yeah, disgusting. And then and, then, and, then, and it's and it's a turbo, it's, and then you you qualify into this turbo tournament, right? And they're not good tournament players, <laughs> right? Like, I qualified for the tournament. I played it once. But you literally start with 40 big blinds, like if you get there right away. Yeah. So it's like you have not much maneuverability. The blinds are like 15 minute blind levels. So after 30 minutes in the tournament, you you're all in her fold. So it's like yeah. I I'm I'm a crusher all in her fold, but it's not like a massive edge. You still gotta beat hundred players. You still gotta run good to get the the top five ticket or whatever. Yeah. So sure. I it was like everybody's like, Yeah, come come play this shoe. There's so much value here. And there's just not. Just, there's just not. go to the win, go to the aria, play deep two five against drunk tourists, and you'll just make fifty dollars an hour and it's easy. That yeah. 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 That, that's the play. I mean yeah. I think people grinding out those you know, they're trying And they're miserable people. They they, they, they don't be there. They're like yeah. playing with their life's role on the table and everything's so important. it's just I, I play live poker to like live poker is almost a hobby for me, even though it's like a source of income. It's just I get out of the house, get out of my office, go socialize with people, maybe have a couple of drinks for the end of the session. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, you know, talk to people and enjoy it. But when you're playing with those types of people, it's just not fun. Yep. So just make fun of them then. I do. Call them nits to their face. I tell them they're bots. When there's a few the table. fun players, I make sure I'm like, oh yeah, don't give this guy action. Like, I, <laughs> like you, you were talking about this in uh, Bobby's room. I don't know if he was on the podcast yeah, or something. Yeah, with the whale. Yeah, like, 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 don't, 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 don't call him. I'll go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't play with him. He's a pro. He's three. He's betting <laughs> the top five to ten percent of his range. And I'll, I'll call any hand against you, and we can play some street poker. <laughs> don't know? give the nits action. Don't do it. Play street poker. Me yeah. and you. What? You guys like for Sunday? Chiefs. I'm taking the Chiefs. I think every sharp and every poker player and everyone <laughs> I've talked to said uh, Eagles are the are the right side, but I took, I took the Eagles minus one when I saw that line was starting to move up a little bit. I think it could get to like two, maybe even two. it's not going to three for sure. It could yeah. get to two, maybe even two and a half. I think it was two and a half. It was two and a half. Like, 
bought down. So yeah. they know if sharps if it gets to two two. Two is a pretty awesome it, game number. Yeah, yeah. it is. Especially it's with, uh, I think it's settled at one and a half. It, it should minus. stay around one and a half. Yeah, I'm going to be a see two on on Sunday. Sure. The Chiefs are just going to whoop them. I mean, as a professional better, I, I just don't. <laughs> I don't get why people have to have so much money on the Super Bowl. It doesn't make sense to me. I'm a bankroll knit. I like to find value. I bet big money when there's big value. I'm just going to throw a couple hundred bucks on the Eagles just kind of for entertainment. Well, I don't get the guy, oh, it's the Super Bowl. i got to throw $10 million down. Like, it ir- irritates me a little bit. It's like you're just blowing money just because it's a big game. you got to have big money. It's, it's not that's – I don't know. I think the smartest thing anyone, any like gambler can do for the Super Bowl is to not pay the ten cent juice and just find someone find somebody, to flip against. Exactly. Same flip, with, yeah. flip for sides. Do whatever. This is the sharpest line of the entire NFL season, <laughs> and you guys want to bet the yeah. most on it. It makes no sense. They have, yeah, yeah, they have, yeah. They have the highest sample size. Exactly. Yeah, yeah the yeah, best thing you can do for yourself. Data. That's the best thing you can do for yourself. Like I kind of wanted Chiefs. And and when I saw the line come out at a pick I'm like, okay, that feels right. And then they went up to plus two, and I was going to bet it, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to find someone to flip with. Right. And, that's, you know, that's or, it's just like saving the 10 cents is way more, worth way more than yeah. anything I can do. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah, if you win the flip, you lose the flip, great. But that, right. I think that's the best advice for What do you think about the total? It's, it's uh, 51 right now. If I had to pick, I'd take the over. I actually might do something I don't do much is tease. If you get the Chiefs at one and a half, tease them up to seven and a half. Take the total down to 45. 45 is a key number. Mm-hmm. Seven and a half is a key number. That's probably a profitable teaser in the long run. Yeah. But I mean, again, super sharp lines. It's a Super Bowl. Might throw a couple hundred on that as well. And obviously, player props. Everybody wants to pick the quarterbacks to win the MVP, but they're all they're both priced at plus one ten. There's no value there because if the team wins, I mean, it's most likely going to the quarterback. But sure, you're better off looking for a long shot. Try to find somebody like the yeah, twenty five like range. I looked it up like forty five percent or so of like the MVPs have been quarterbacks right. and like that. So at plus one ten, you can't bet it. If you no, get like no, plus one fifty, no. plus one sixty, you could consider yeah the quarterbacks, sure. but. So the two sharp props I've gotten so far is Gainwell, Gainwell over like eleven and a half receiving yards. Okay. Yeah. yeah and then uh, that one I heard is sharp. And then um, possibly AJ Brown to win the MVP. If, I think if Brown, you want he's around twenty-five to one. I think if he catches two touchdowns or like a touchdown and has over hundred yards, he's definitely going to get it. Yeah, as a I decent mean, long shot. Yeah, I mean that, know, that's be, that's good value. I'd say uh-huh. twenty-five to one. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, it doesn't have to come in very often. <clears throat> yeah, I, I'd uh, do, do, when the playoffs started, I grabbed the I, I grabbed the Eagles at three and a half to one. So that's where that's where I'm at for for the game, which I think is good. And, and uh, David Baker is on the is on the Eagles. Uh, so I guess a, a guy who won the circuit contest probably knows something about football. He's yeah, a, she just rubbed it. It doesn't Speaking of Dave Baker, he, he came up to me the other day. He's like, Joe, what's it like to wake up and see the well, wake up and see the greatest poker play in the world every morning? Feels good. Prof, I actually am interested, and I haven't found a price on it yet. But they usually set the line over under two and a half on quarterbacks to take a snap. I was gonna, I was gonna bring that up. And yeah, yeah. Uh, Mahomes' injury—it's very possible that if they have a big lead, 
they might just throw the backup in in the fourth quarter. Or if he just takes the hit, he could definitely come out. So I they usually price that like obviously over under two and a half quarterbacks. Yeah, they always price yeah. it juice to the under. But this year I, I haven't snap. found the line yet, so they might not even be posting it because they're concerned about Mahomes. Oh yeah. If you could find over two and a half, even close to even money, I think it'd be worth the bet. Sure. Yeah, I think I saw something on. Uh, or even if they run like a wildcat, that qualifies as over two and a half. Yeah, yeah, anything to take a snap. Yeah. yeah. I think I saw something uh, to throw a pass. Mm-hmm. I saw something in the last game like, "Will Henny take a snap?" And it was like plus four hundred, um, and he didn't. He didn't take a snap uh-huh. in it. Uh, plus one seventy five for uh, people to. How many players will attempt a passing attempt? Have a passing attempt is two and a half. Plus one seventy five to the uh, over, over. Over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really do like that. That's a good price. Yeah, actually minus, totally it's minus two fifteen for under two and a half. Yeah, I mean, just Mahomes doesn't look great. That is crazy. Even with concussion protocol, where they make him go to the sidelines for like two right, plays and get a quick that comes off. Exactly, yeah, just any fluke like, thing yeah. for one play. Yeah, I'll take plus one seventy five all day. Give me that. I mean, having the running back throw. Yeah, I guess not so much with the Chiefs. I don't know if uh, what's his name Pacheco, or, uh, Pacheco, whatever the guy's name is. Yeah, I don't think the running backs really throw the ball. It's not like McCaffrey. I mean, the Philly special, right? The last yeah. time the Eagles were in the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. That would have qualified. Yeah, give me the plus 175 max bet to the window. I'm taking it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's thousands and thousands of prop bets. So I don't know. Yeah, wanna... nationally. But... I, don't know. I don't know anything about it. Always the under. Always <laughs> take the under. But wait till kickoff. Because everybody wants to bet the over. It always moves five cents up. You can get the under at like plus 110, and you just hope you want to flip at plus 110. <laughs> <laughs> Sharp props from Willie. Heard it here first. <laughs> I don't even know who's singing the anthem, but I'm, I'm, I'll just blind bet the under oh, yeah. for 50, 100 bucks. And Gatorade's yeah. Gatorade, always red. You think? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know enough about the Gatorade. <laughs> I know, I know a big, I know a big one uh, that the that y- usually the sharps just just hammer is no safety. That's like been a, a historic. Oh yeah, that, you could probably get that around like minus five hundred, maybe minus seven hundred. Mm-hmm. Yeah, safety's never happened. Yeah, because they're, because props are all capped. Like that's been a, a yeah, get a couple hundred bucks yeah, down, but a, value's value. Take it, you can one, get it. See, right now, will there be a safety plus? Yes, eight hundred. No, minus sixteen hundred. Yeah. So there's they, no, they, they, yeah, there's no value in that. They, yeah, shit. taking the no. I mean, this if you look at if you shop books, you can maybe find like minus twelve hundred, which still there might be value there. But like this book, like obviously they're just trying to get people to bet the yes. And if you want to bet the no, they're just telling you to screw off by laying minus sixteen hundred. Yeah, they just don't want any mm-hmm. any risk on it. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. And they know if you take the yes, it's out of minus EV price. Yeah, huge. Huge, yeah, huge. But, then, but they know people are gonna bet it because oh, eight to one, y'all. I'll throw twenty bucks on eight to one. Why not? Yeah, why not? Yeah, I think that was pretty good. That's I think so too. Pop the pod cherry. <laughs> yeah, that was nice. Yeah, yeah. It was good to have Willie on the first time. Yeah. So twenty-five k prop bet. If you come play ten thousand sit and goes against me and have a winning record. How many ten? How many ten thousand? How much would that take me? How long would that take me? Well, I twelve table. I could get ten thousand in like. Two months if I was doing it full time, but if you're playing like two to four tables, it could take you like up to six months. Good lord. 25k prop bet, 10k sample size, whoever has the best ROI. I mean, I would literally, the only reason I would do this would just. You know, you, you say you're the ghost, and you're so good at 100, 200. <laughs> 
And you're a great live player. But you've been shitting on us online kids for so long. I just gotta stick it to the man. 25k. That's that's plenty enough money for Joe T to come play some sit and goes. Is it though? Oh, okay. Alright, alright. I know you could beat the game. I'm not saying you couldn't beat it. I'm just saying you're just not the goat in everything. I'm certainly the goat in everything. Only in poker. It's gonna, it's gonna it's gonna, everything. Only in poker. In any form thereof. He's gonna You definitely like call off Ace Jack when he should be folding queens. Exactly. <laughs> so thanks for hanging out. Review. Give us five stars. Email us with any feedback, good or bad. Love to hear from you. Reach out to when the chips are down podcast at gmail.com. Send in your own hand or questions about poker. We talk to each other pretty much every day already, so the whole reason that we're doing this is to provide value to others in this space. So please, let us know any thoughts or questions you might have, and we'll get to them. You can find myself at Biking19 on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Joe is at T J on Instagram. Fly, Eagles, fly, and of course, keep grinding, guys.